Study, brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. Yeah, time to take a look at all the activity on our Twitter account at Bigley underscore Murata through social studies. Sarah Cazell's here to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Hello. 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 Welcome into social studies, everyone. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. At Bickley underscore Murata. Go ahead and give us a follow if you haven't already, please, and thank you. All right, you heard in my update and every update, if you've been listening uh, throughout the morning, that we've got two very big press conferences today, guys. We have Jonathan Gannon. The new Arizona Cardinals coach being introduced at 10 o'clock. That is going to be carried live right here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. And then at 2 o'clock today, same deal. Kevin Durant being introduced by the Suns. We will have that as well. So let's ask some questions. Let's do a little preview of these press conferences. What's one question would you ask each of those guys at their press conferences? Um, For Jonathan Gannon... I know everybody's going to focus on the Kyler Murray relationship, but I want to know what he has to say and, you know, obviously the very early stages of what is the plan to get the most out of Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins? Because those can be two game-changing players in that defense. We haven't seen them be that consistently yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kevin Durant, it's... Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we've had a week to think about it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've got a great Durant question ready to go. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, I, I think when you're talking about the question to Jonathan Gannon, uh, yeah, I think they're completely different. I think that um, that with Jonathan Gannon, I think you would ask. I would want to ask uh, why doesn't experience matter? And to Kevin Durant, I'd say, I'd say, mm-hmm. what does your experience bring to the Suns? How about that? Yeah. How about that? Why doesn't experience matter? Why does experience yeah. matter? There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some of our listener responses. Ma, uh, Rod Penaflor. Rod Penaflor. What a fun name. Wants to know, for both of them, what's the main reason you decided to come to Phoenix, Arizona, be it the Cardinals or the Suns? Quite a few people wrote that in as well. Uh, Ryan Stadler. For Gannon, who who are you planning to hire for offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator? And Kevin Durant, over under five teams that you will play for in your career. And he says you count the Sonics and the Thunder as one team. So he's ah. what he's the Suns are his fourth, is it? The fourth Sonics slash Thunder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Warriors, Brooklyn, and now Phoenix. Yes. So basically he's saying is should be over under around? four and a half. What? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I'll let him know. Seabacher44, Gannon. Hey, what do you think about Philly fans? With a laughing emoji. <laughs> Katie, what nickname of yours do you like the best? If he doesn't say Tall Rudd, we're all going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Somebody has to get if that. If he doesn't say somehow. Valley McBeal, I don't know what's... <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Lanky uh, Muniz. Lanky Muniz. That's my favorite one, because there's the Arizona tie there, too, with Frankie. All right, Elon. Gannon, are you buying a house here or renting? Ah. And KD, do you think that you can motivate DA? I'm sure he can. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan Gannon, this is Colin Gillette's question. Did you hear that Kevin Durant is in town? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised if we got a question or two about that. Uh, Let's stick with the Phoenix Suns. Terrence Ross officially announced yesterday by the Suns as uh, a new addition to the team. We're asking, open-ended question, which bench player will be most important for the Suns moving forward? I think the answer for me is clearly campaign. 
getting him back. Um, I think Saban Lee's done a, a nice job uh, in a role that he probably didn't expect to be playing this year as sure. backup point guard for a, for a playoff contending team. But Cameron Payne needs to get back and uh, cut the load that, that Chris Paul is carrying right now. He's playing a lot of minutes in this stretch. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where I'm voting too. Campaign, the uh, the yes, the backup point guard who's when he's right can add a real uh, fast, interesting dimension to the offense. Yeah, yes, plays a lot of minutes if you need him. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in campaign. Probably the most uh, that name showed up the most. Charles Scholar wrote campaign. He said he was horrible in the playoffs last year, so horrible that he was benched. He needs to be able to keep Chris Paul's minutes down and also be productive when he's in the game as well. Uh The point guard spot is a major weakness for the Suns. Would like to see our last roster spot go to a point guard. Uh, Damian Lee says softball dad, the three-point sharpshooter. Although... 14% 14% from three-point range in his last five games. He's got... It's important for him to get going, too. 14? 14. 14%. That's yeah. Impressive in the worst How, way. How about this name, who's not on the Suns yet, but now lots of people are tweeting us, including Kellen Olsen just quote-tweeted, Kevin Love is about to be bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Either of you any interest in Kevin Love? I like Kevin Love as a player. I don't know. I mean, how much of a role would he potentially have... In the play, you using him as your backup five. Yeah, that's what. That's the point, I guess. I guess that, that yeah, you, it's an upgrade over Jock Landale and Bismack, I guess. Yes, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think I don't know. It doesn't maybe five years ago mm. doesn't really do a whole lot for me now. Okay. One last uh, addition for most important bench player moving forward. It's really whoever steps their game up on defense, says Cooper, and I feel like Josh Akogi has that ability. A lot of, lot of write-ins yeah. for Josh Akogi. Yep. Okay, final question. Oh, I hope you guys have a good one here. Interview experiences, job interview experiences or I stories. I was confused on that because the job is not in there. Well, it was, and then you deleted the question and reposted it. Um, Why are you deleting so many questions today, Did he spell something wrong? I don't remember, but yes, I probably did. <laughs> Well, I'm, 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 somebody want to wake Jared up? It's, uh, meant, it's meant to be a job interview. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's just implied by the absence of the word job. I just anyway. thought because you know, <laughs> we do a lot of interviews on this show. Sure. Yeah. Well, if you don't have a job interview one, do a, a show interview, an interview interview. I have a great radio interview Let's story that went wrong. When I first started at the edge and I felt like a fish out of water, I was mm-hmm. working with a guy who had been like a veteran, like he'd been all around the country working at these big alternative stations. Right. We had a phone inter- interview with Henry Rollins, who was coming in town to do a spoken word thing. And very early on in the interview, Henry Rollins took this tone of like, I can't believe I'm, I'm talking to two morning guys on an alternative oh. FM station. He just kept belittling what Rude. we do. Really? And my co-host looked at me. And he put his finger up like, I got the next question. And he absolutely berated Henry Rollins on the air. He's like, you know what? And then the way he did it, too, he's like, Henry, I, when I was living in Houston, I saw your band play. And, and Henry started to warm up a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and I, I was just completely embarrassed at what you have become as an artist. And they just started going at it. And it yeah. just basically ended with a click. And I was... I was. It was entertaining. I'm sure it was great for the listeners, but oh, it was sure. really uncomfortable. Well, why would that guy do that? 
That makes him look bad and makes you guys look He's bad. Henry Rome. Dan Bickley, do you have no, an answer? No. Okay, let's get to some of our uh, listeners quickly. Job interview. Rhett Reese, this is legendary. At the end of an interview with George Lucas. <laughs> That George Lucas, I went to shake his hand, I missed, and I ended up grabbing his forearm below the elbow. I then very awkwardly apologized and hightailed it out of the room. I never heard from George Lucas again. <laughs> that is excellent. Damn. Yeah, that one's going to be tough to beat from Rhett. That is that is yeah. tough to beat. Has uh, anybody job interview with Steven Spielberg? <laughs> <laughs> I do like this one from Lacey, though. Her best job interview story, she said, I was interviewed... Uh, with two managers, excuse me, by two managers with different departments, and those two managers had to fight over me to see who could claim me. That's a pretty good yes, feeling of, uh, of leverage. Wouldn't know. Yeah. And then AZ Kid drove three and a half hours one way for an interview, only to get there and realize, oh, they already had somebody else in mind. I did have a job interview once uh, as a late teen where I you know, got to the point where I'm like, all right, I got I guess I got to do this fast food thing if I want to have an income. Uh, and I won't say the fast food place, but they said, why do you want to work here? And I said, because quite frankly, I need a job. And I didn't get the job. I mean, why do any of us work? We need yeah, to but, eat food. But they don't want to hear those answers. It's the truth. They want to why hear are about you being here, interviewee? And, yeah. Why are you managing this restaurant? Because you need, you need <laughs> yeah. food and money to feed yourself. Come on. J-Rod Cards had a teaching interview. He was super confident. He shared what he didn't like about the way that some things were done in schools. It turned out the principal uh, wrote a book on one of those ideas that he didn't like. <laughs> what? My it was man. not hired. It's oh, my man. My wow. <laughs> they're not interviewing you. They're, they're mining for ideas for a book. That's, wow, that's pretty bad. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody Thanks, who chimed in on uh, social studies today at Bickley underscore Murata is where you can get involved on a daily basis. Woo-hoo. Coming up next, yes, we know Jonathan Gannon is in place for the Cardinals as their head coach, but the staff construction is probably underway. We already identified the offensive coordinator. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. He really is. I know that Kevin Stefanski valued him very, very highly, but in Cleveland, there, you know, there just wasn't a pathway to offensive coordinator or play calling for him. Kevin Stefanski is calling the plays in Cleveland, and then offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, you know, would probably be next in line for that mm-hmm. job. So, you know, it was time for Drew Petzing to move on if he wanted to have more responsibility with an offense. Um, but again, John Gannon, you know, when we talked, he talked a lot about, you know, just knowing, how, you know, character and intangibles and working with people and, you know, football acumen, intelligence, all those kinds of things, but not necessarily previous experience calling your side of the ball. That's Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com. She joined us earlier in the show today to talk about Jonathan Gannon, whom she spent time with during Super Bowl week before the announcement was made that he's the next Cardinals head coach. Uh, of course, that'll become official, and we'll get the introductory press conference today at 10 o'clock, right after our show, Yeah, right at the beginning of Wolf and Luke, and you can hear it here on 98.7 in the Arizona Sports app. But there she was talking about Drew Petzing and his connection to Jonathan Gannon. Drew Petzing could be a guy, Bick, and it sounded, I mean, 
Mary Kay Cabot's been at this for, for quite some time. She's got connections. She knows things. Uh, she's not the only person that has suggested that Drew Petson could be the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. No. And so the question I, and I, I want to know, I would like to know, and we're going to find out exactly if that becomes public knowledge, if it becomes official, where that whole thing stands. Because to me, this is a really important component here. And, and what you have, as Mary Kay Cabot pointed out, and others have pointed out, because he's on record as saying so, is that that Jonathan Gannon does not believe experience matters when it comes to first-time hires Mm -hmm. and offensive coordinators, and it's because he had no experience as a defensive coordinator when Nick Sirianni gave him the job. Now, again, you can go back and forth with Eagle fans whether or not they – what they thought of their departed defensive coordinator, but this is a belief of his, so he does not have any issues – Giving the reins to Kyler Murray to a dude who's who's everything I didn't want for Kyler Murray on paper, young, inexperienced, and and but again, that's not to say that this guy that he's got in his crosshairs isn't um, a genius in the wake in the in the waiting or in the making. So I, I'm talking theoretically here. I'm not speaking specifically about the names involved here. I'm just. I'm just being real about when I kind of handicap what I think this quarterback of the Cardinals needs, uh, there are some things that I think would certainly help him. Yeah. So, uh, so, but again, maybe this Drew Petson guy, if he is indeed the guy, maybe he's got a plan, maybe he's got a system. Uh, clearly, if, if this is the name in the back of Jonathan Gannon's head from the time that he spent together in Minnesota, then there's got to be some substance there. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this whole thing is going. Yeah, on the subject of experience, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. um, because if you look at Drew Petzing's resume, it's varied. He started as a volunteer student assistant at Harvard in 2009. His playing career in college, uh, his career was cut short, played defensive back, but he's coached outside linebackers, wide receivers, tight ends, and just a couple of years on the resume as a quarterback's coach, mm-hmm. one with the Vikings as an assistant, one last year as the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. Do you see that vast, or that variety of coaching positions as a plus or as a negative? When you look at how it will re- relate potentially to Kyler Murray and his development, do you think he needs that quarterback whisperer that's played the position, that has seen all there is to see, and has worked with other guys yeah. who have had success? I mean, you could you could spin it any way you want. What what I think is important to, to command Kyler Murray's attention, I think it's got to be somebody who's been to where Kyler Murray wants to get. So if you've got an assistant coach who comes in and says, listen, I got your plan, man. I know how to get you great. I know how to make you great. I know how to get you to the Super Bowl. You're going to have to have something to back that up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I'm worried about here. And that's kind of what I, because the lack of respect Kyler Murray showed and felt for Cliff Kingsbury, it, this doesn't have to be a debate. He made that very clear with his body language. Mm-hmm. So you, we don't we don't have to have a discussion with this. We don't need to talk to people. To, it, it was pretty evident that there was a lack of respect. The starting quarterback felt for the guy who was in charge of mentoring him. Yeah. They need to avoid that. There were other telling aspects at the end after Cliff Kingsbury was let go. One of them was Buda Baker speaking out on 
feeling unprepared as a oh, team yeah. to compete in week one because of all the hold-ins and the lack of participation and reps that a lot of the starters got in training camp. Uh, so moving on to Jonathan Gannon as the next head coach, Kyle Vandenbosch joined Wolf and Luke yesterday and talked about the structure of practice. And we spoke to Kyle about this a lot during the course of the season, but here's where he thinks Gannon can make a change. To me, if there's one thing that can flip wins and losses quickly, it will be making sure that our players are available on a week-in and week-out basis. And so I think he has, having been in that organization, direct knowledge on how to structure things, how to practice, how to prepare, just to make sure that our guys are available every week. That was one of my takeaways in watching the Super Bowl, Bick, as you watch these two teams who are you know on the doorstep of a championship mm-hmm. and how many of their players were available to them. <laughs> Injuries happen, and I firmly believe, and I think it would be naive to think otherwise, mm-hmm. that when your season is going south and it's clearly going south and there is a diminishing faith in, in, in the process of what you're doing, you're going to get, quote-unquote, hurt. A lot of players got hurt at the end of the year. For the Arizona quote unquote, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that all was a result of how the season started. And Buddha Baker's words, I mean, those are echoing right now. When and, you have a guy who again, loves the he, process as much as he does, saying that that that's a bad sign and, of how things work. And we've heard and we heard that two years in a row from players after the season mm-hmm. about the lack of detail, the lack of the last, the lack of seriousness, the lack of accountability. Again, it, it's and th- and that is why I think that you know this 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 new era. One of the things Jonathan Gannon has going for him is that that this team really needs <laughs> what what he already has, mm-hmm. and and so and and that I, I think it's it kind of speaks poorly of of what we've just been through. But whatever. So yeah, I, I think I'm I'm curious to hear that. I'm curious to see what Kyler Murray thinks about all that. Kyler Murray will probably be is probably still at the facility. Probably, I would think so. Yeah, expected to be at the press conference today. All right, right. and Gambo okay. put it out there yesterday, which I thought was kind of intriguing that Kyler Murray is expected to be at you now in in Arizona through uh, until the weekend. And I was like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> Today and tomorrow. <laughs> then what, what happens after that? Does the work stop? Does, I mean, yeah. it was, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you will hear that press conference. 10 o'clock, Jonathan Gannon's introductory press conference uh, right here. And then at 2 o'clock, we'll switch it to basketball. Kevin Durant will be introduced at Footprint Center in a big press conference there. You'll hear both of them on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival features... Featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and many more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. You can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Coming up next, it's Thursday. We'll roll out an edition of Mock My World here on Bickley Murata Mornings on uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's time to go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our poll question, guys. And I assume this is inspired by the headline, also on our website, that Suns minority owner, John Najafi, 
is making a bid to buy Tottenham out of the English Premier League. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur, yes. Uh, he apparently bid $3.75 billion to buy this team. Wow. Uh, the question is, if you were to buy a professional sports franchise, mm-hmm. which sport would it be in? Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or other? Hockey didn't even get on the It list. did not make the cut. It's another. You can get into the pickleball. That's such an unfathomable oh, possibility. I know. Remind, I, me to, I, I, remind me to tell you a pickleball ball story next segment. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? I, I think that every sport is difficult in its own way. I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> no, this I is, really don't. How are I we mean, supposed to imagine this? Is money an object here or no? Apparently not. Because on my budget, I don't know. I, I'd have to buy like a, 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 a first time like under eight soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> and even that you might have to scrimp and save a little bit, yeah. I mean, the most, gro- most growth potential and the most valuable franchises are all football. Football. I'll, I'll say football. Football or football, Dan Bigley? Foot, football. Football. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, I, I think the NFL, I would say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's got 46% of the vote. 46% say they would buy a football as an American football franchise. 29% say basketball. 14% say baseball. 7% say football. 4% say other. I don't know what those others are. Well, however you feel, you can vote on it right now. And maybe it'll become a possibility for you if you do on the Sanderson Ford poll question today on the front page of ArizonaSports.com. Sickly and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? We did not do Mock My World last week because we were on Media Row, and it was just too hectic. But two weeks ago, to refresh your memory, yeah, animal films, the closest... uh, Show member to an animal, Jared Carlin, one going away with 44.3% of the vote with his team of Silence of the Lambs, who frame Roger Rabbit, Black Panther, and Reservoir Dogs. I finished second, a distant second with 22%. Sarah had 17.6%. And Bick, your dude, where's my ferret? Just did not pay I, the dividends you were hoping man, for. I really was <laughs> expecting a big spike from that. I got nothing yeah. from that. 16%. Brutal. Uh, today, we did decide to change our topic, wow. and I think for good reason. Um, we're going with, <laughs> and you could probably figure out why. The subject today, cringy family members... Of famous people. Siblings, parents. Spouses. Kids, spouses. Yep. They're all fair game. Whoever makes you cringe. In reverse order of uh, the last edition of Mock My World results, Bick, you'll have the first pick. Sarah will go second. I'll go third. Jarrett will go fourth. We have a four-round snake-style draft. Yeah. Bick, who are you going to take? Oh, uh, my first pick, Vinny, put me down for LeVar Ball. Ooh. Patriarch of the Ball Boys. There's only two guys. There's only two dudes better than me, and I'm both of them. <laughs> Oh. Imagine thinking you're cool saying that. Do oh you remember gosh. the reaction I had when we came to work one day and we were told, hey, LeVar Ball's coming on your show oh, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were real happy about that. Didn't he go on two shows that day? Yeah, he went on our show and then yes. the show after us. He's been very quiet in the last couple of years. Oh, it's weird. Comparatively speaking. I why. Sarah, first, uh, first pick for you. Yes. Thank you, Vic. Merciful. I'm taking Jackson Mahomes. Uh, that would have been my TikTok pick. TikTok boy. The other TikTok boy. 
I will go with my first pick um, to the son of one of America's favorite actors. Oh. I'm going with Chet Hayes, son of Tom Hanks. Does he still go by Chet Hayes or is it Hanks? Chet now? Hanks. Is it Chet Hanks? Yeah. All right, Chet Hanks. I know Chet Hayes was his rapper name. Man. Cringe. Those are my first three picks. I know. Off the board. I have four names left, you guys. <laughs> All right. Man, this I, one was not as easy as I thought no, it was going to be. No. I'm going to go with. I'm struggling. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's. You guessed it. Cringy brother who made you music in the it. 80s. That's fine. And then I'm going to go with. Not really afraid to put. I'm going to go with Doug Christie's wife, Jackie Christie. Wow, there's a blast from the past. But famously, one of the first celebrity uh, cringy wives. Really? Right? Am I making that up? Am I misremembering? That was no, a, they, yeah. they had a reality show. Uh, it was really definitely ahead of the curve. Okay. I'm going to go. I tell, it, it, this is probably going to cost me because it's a dated reference, but it was an embarrassment for America when Jimmy Carter was president. Billy Brother Carter, Billy Carter oh, yeah. was was quite the punchline. Billy Beer, was that yeah, they was? made Billy Beer. He showed up uh, intoxicated a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was that dude. Billy Carter is my answer. All uh, right, now the research really begins. Uh, there yeah, you go. Sarah. Yes, I am going to take. Uh, the younger sister of Britney Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, who ain't bleep but acts like it. Jeez, oh, you're strong. Thoughts I, I genuinely Lynn. do not like her. Okay, she she participated in the whole Britney Spears uh, family situation that oh, she just the, uh, got out of. She the was conservatorship or whatever. Yes, it was. she she was part of that. So all right, kick rocks. Vic, you got two picks. All right, uh, put me down for Amber Heard, married to Johnny Depp very briefly. Oh. And put me down for Eminem's mother. <laughs> what, what, what was Kim Basinger. What happened? Oh, he had a lot of issues with his mom. <laughs> he had a lot of issues with his mom. So is that Mrs. Eminem? Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> Eminem. Mrs. Mathers. Mrs. Mathers. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Back, 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 back to me, huh? Back to you, Sarah. Cool. All right, I'm going to take... cringy celebrity relatives is what yes, you're looking for. Yes, yes. Uh, I am going to take one of the two famous children of Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. I'm taking Jaden Smith. See the video he put out yesterday? No. Uh, what did he I was miss? just like in the middle of cringy? the desert and he was, there was music playing and he was just weeping. Oh. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah, so vote for my team. <laughs> Yeah, he just he kind of gives me Kyrie Irving vibes, not in the yeah. like uh, anti-Semitic way, but in the I think all of you are stupid. I'm the only smart person yes. in this room kind of vibe. And I've become a Willow fan. I like her music. The voice. Yeah. Tremendous. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm surprised he's still on the board. But I'm going with Emilio Estevez's brother, Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's good. Or Martin Sheen's Martin Sheen's son. son. He's got two boxes checked. All right, I'm going with my last two picks here. Jared, you're working on a team that might get the lowest percentage of all. Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan Rodgers. Oh, you think he's the What's cringy wrong one? With him? You think Jordan Rodgers is the cringy one? Because he was on a reality show? Yeah. And because I uh, don't have a lot of other names. 
Has there ever been a shutout in Mock My World? Hey, I got a big Frank Stallone following here. Oh, my. And then I'm going with, just because he is dorky and not as famous as his two brothers, Cooper Manning. People love Cooper cool. Manning. Hey, I love Cooper This is my Manning. team. All right. All right. Okay. Let the shutout begin. I don't know. Uh, my team's... A little young, I think. My last pick, I'm going with uh, Beyonce's sister, Solange. <gasps> she is not cringy. Why not? What? She's a tremendously talented artist. Don't they hate each other? I don't. I don't think so. At least one stupid website said they did. <laughs> she, the one that, she was the one that got in the fight in the elevator. Fight, yes. Yes. She got in the elevator fight with Jay Z, right? Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, there was slim pickings left. Okay. Yeah, Sarah? slim pickings for sure. All right, give me Rob Kardashian, the cringiest. Wow, that's saying something. I know. All right, Bick. Did you just scream behind the glass, Jared? Or was that, that was not me. Oh, okay. All right, with my pick, give me Marvin Gaye, who was shot and murdered by his father. <laughs> so Mr. Gay? Yeah, yeah. Marvin Gaye's father would yes, be the yes, way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that's how he died. Yeah. Oh. This turned out to be very difficult. It <laughs> went uh, cringy, uh, cringy relatives. LeVar Ball, Amber Heard, Eminem's mom, and Marvin Gaye's mom, uh, dad. Uh, maybe a couple there? I don't know. Jackson Mahomes, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, Jaden Smith, Rob Kardashian for Sarah. I went with Chet Hanks, Billy Carter, Charlie Sheen, and Solange. And uh, Jared's got Frank Stallone, Jackie Christie, Jordan Rogers, and Cooper yeah. Man. Yeah. I would have, I would have, a few years ago, Richard Williams would have been a, a top pick, but then they made a movie about how much they loved them and how great he was. Yeah, he was, I mean, the movie still has a cringy tone to it. For like, sure. There, there was a lot of cringiness in that. But, yes. Uh, there you go. We'll get this on uh, Twitter. You pick the winner of Mock My World at Bickley underscore Murata. Some final thoughts, including Bick's pickleball story. Bickleball. I, I got one for you. Uh, we'll close things out on this uh, Thursday here on Bickley Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. What's your part? Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you can do it. No. Come on, Rock, you're going to wake the baby. Hey, Jane. Oh, I still do it. Do-do-do-do. Oh, it's good, but it's not do-do. It's do-do-do-do. Take you back. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm totally trolling, Jared, with the song of the day today. Take you back. Frank Stallone. I didn't even know what this was. You don't know, you don't remember that awful scene from Rocky 3? Do, 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 do. Rocky's trying to sing to Adrian. It's this song. Performed oh, yeah. by Frank Stallone on the original oh, yeah. motion picture soundtrack of Rocky 3. This, this, this slaps, Jarrett. I don't know what you're talking about. Was his dad an actual singer? I think no, this is his brother. Yeah. Oh, I think I think he also okay. did the music for the uh, Saturday Night Fever sequel, Staying Alive. He did. He actually had a hit on that one. What? That's giving him too much credit, so I thought I'd play this crap. Listen to this. 
Just awful. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Frank Stallone. I bet Gambo's got this on his iPod. Oh, I love this. (laughs) I sprint to this song. Three straight minutes. Today's song of the day, Take You Back. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, thank you. Planted the seed. You got to water it now. What's this pickleball story you got? Okay, so the uh, the other night I was uh, well, it was at five o'clock, five thirty news, whatever. I don't watch a lot of local news, but uh, they came on with a story that stopped me in my tracks, Vinny, and I got to pull up the the screenshot real quick. Okay. So, uh, the title of the story reported by Channel 5 AZ Family, quote, Pickleball noises jar neighbors. Popular sport brings noise complaints to some neighborhoods. You're aware of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've heard about this before. The story said the pinging of the, of the whatever the ball is called. Yes. The pickle. The, the pickle. <laughs> yeah. The ping of the pickle. Apparently, it's enough to drive people... To the point of madness. Is that right? Yes. I thought, okay, this is, this is, uh, I thought immediately this is a new low in neighborly nonsense. Pickleball noise? I've never, like, when I'm around pickleball, I'm playing, so you're focused on the game. I couldn't imagine, like, living next to a pickleball court and hearing that sound, because I think it could get very annoying. Not to Uh, mention the grunting. If you're grunting while you play pickleball, you, you probably should find a couch. <laughs> I I mean, I played pickleball over the weekend. And did you I, grunt? I grunted a lot, but only because I'm woefully out of shape. I did not and know And every that. step I took hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, There's a solution for that. It's called uh, alcohol. Oh, oh, I thought it was going to be no. pl- play tennis. Am I oh, starting another pickleball? Well, oh, no. I've lit that pickleball fuse on Twitter again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's also these all these pickleball articles now that are saying how it's not suited to be a television sport. And I tend to agree with it. It's fun. Yeah, listen, that that to me, all the people investing in pickleball, I don't know about that. The p- reason people love it is it's so accessible. It doesn't mean it makes it good to watch, right? Yeah. Fun but, to play, not necessarily fun true, to watch. True, true. Uh, thanks to Mary Kay Cabot, Nick Friedel for joining us. Stay tuned. The Jonathan Let's Gannon go. press conference coming right up on Wolf and Luke at 10. we got the Kevin Durant press conference at 2 here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.